We're back. Bailey and Harper, episode 41, the Roman Harper of episodes. And we've never done this before. Just this is the first time we've ever done this. And that's how we're going to proceed. Kyle Bailey, Roman Harper, uh, the Roman Harper of episodes. Congratulations, buddy. We made it. Thanks, man. Also, shout out to uh, Alvin Kamara, another great number 41, even though he's still young and doing his thing. I was um, going to go Gert, Dirk Nowitzki. I was going to go Glenn Rice. Like that one. Like that For one. For me, that's I grew up being up, you know. He was a baller with the Heat for a long time, scored a lot of points, even came to the Lakers. I was so excited when he was a Los Angeles Laker because I know I know we got him in his older days, but big I was time. a big fan of his. Big time. Up. Well, you went with the Saint, and I'm not surprised. Uh, although he, he got bottled up on Sunday. Oh. He got bottled up. Let me tell you, not only he did, the whole team got bottled up. It wasn't just Alvin. So it, you, you it were there with your family. I was there, And yes. for anybody wondering, we're talking about Panther Saints on Sunday. Um, he played for both teams, and so – I know you consider yourself more of a New Orleans Saint, probably, right? I mean, thousand you, were, you were there longer. I get it. Makes thousand sense. Percent. You won a Super Bowl there. Totally makes sense. But you got love for both. And Definitely. so, like, your, your family's there. So, I know you're, you know, watching that very differently than most people. But uh, My daughter's a diehard Saints fan. Yeah. Like, she's all in. Yeah, I saw that. She's all she in. She was devastated at the end. Oh, dude, she was so angry the whole game. I bet so. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> kids tend to be that way. Yeah. And, you know, so Roman's going with the Panthers. So he's like dancing around. He's having a good time. <laughs> L- oh, London's angry. She's <laughs> fucking pissed. Like she's like hating it. And then like her mom was trying to say like, you know, London, you know, just because you're losing in the first quarter, like football's a four quarter game, you know, right, like trying right. to cheer up. She was not trying to hear that. She's like, Dad, could you switch seats with mom, please? <laughs> like, she was like so hot. Oh, I can't wait for that. And uh, awesome. so it was really cool to kind of see that. Look, I, I don't think I've ever. Well, now that they're getting older, it's, you know, it's just a different feel. We go to the game. First of all, I don't want to take my kids because they're too expensive. Like, everything's so expensive. At buying with a family. Like, I'm definitely going to suggest eat before. We're not eating anything. Treat it like a movie. Maybe one popcorn. Yeah. And, like, one drink. It's all expensive. Right? It, it is. All right. I will say that. People have been yelling that for years. <laughs> But the prices keep going up. Well, Kyle, now that I'm trying to be just a regular human being and, like, do a, you know, be a man of the people, you know, and go just regular. Welcome to the club. There we go. You know, I'm trying to be a man of the people, Kyle. So, uh, but no, man, it was cool. The lines were great. Everything was efficient. I do give the Panthers that. They were really fast and efficient. But um, the weekend was great. It was a great crowd. They They were into it. It was very hot on my seats. It was loud. I just hate that that stadium's, like, really hot on one side and then the other, it's not. So, I didn't miss a game. Eh, I take that back. I lied. I didn't mean to lie. I think I missed two games. Over Hold on. Let's not skip over the game. No, so, the no, but game. I'm getting at that. I, so, I only missed like two games in probably three and a half seasons. So, this has been last year in the pandemic. None of us were there. This year, they're still kind of cracking down. So, I, the first two home games, I've actually watched from my couch. Just, you know, I live nearby, but I've watched from the couch. So, uh, it's been a different perspective. But I could hear the, I could, I could hear the crowd. And that was cool. Like, it wasn't even a packed house. And they were still loud and into it, like you said. And, like, they fed off that, which was cool. So, I, like, it, it's they almost – They did feed off of it. Like, I, give, I give my boy Vinny uh, a little bit of credit, too. He did good with the music. I'm just glad it's not, like, honky-tonk lame. I think they – Yeah, but that's I, I really, I really – Vinny's never going to be honky-tonk lame. No, no, no. But I give the Panthers – it feels a little bit different than when I was playing there, which is good. Yeah, a lot – That's well, all I'm saying. No, a lot of things have changed. And yeah, I can tell. I can tell it's new a ownership. A lot of them for the good. Oh, yeah. No, definitely new ownership. That's but, what I can tell. That was my first game I've been uh, since Tepper has been the owner because I didn't go anything. There are a lot year. of things that are new, and there are a lot of things that are going to continue to be new. And some people like it. Some people don't. But that's changed. What I thought on Sunday. They don't do the keep pounding thing either. 
I was uh, a little no, bit. They, they did it again Sunday with the Saints. They yeah. brought it back because people got pissed. But uh, they, they, they very rarely do it, though. So, like, for some reason. I like that they're switching. I don't know. Switch it up a little bit. You last year were pretty vocal about, hey, Phil Snow's got to show me some stuff. I don't get what he's doing. For sure. I don't get what he's doing. And so, you made sense completely when you were saying it. And fast forward to today, and there's an article out at USA Today that's titled, How Phil Snow Turned the Panthers' Defense into the NFL's Nightmare. And it talks about how Aaron Rodgers last year, after they beat the Panthers in a pretty close game, Rodgers was talking extensively after the game about how Phil Snow's defense was something he hadn't seen before in the NFL. It was, it's, and, it's different. It right. was last year. And for so sure. he didn't have the personnel to run it, but Rodgers was like, we got a lot of 3 3 5, you know, a lot of this, a lot of that, a lot of college principles that, you know, you just hadn't seen deployed that much in the NFL. So Drew Brees was talking about that Sunday night on NBC. And, you know, it's been talked about here and there, but Phil Snow, and look, it, it's two games. They did really get better a lot throughout the season last year, too, but like, He's done a really. They've done a really good job putting that def, turning that defense over as quickly as they have. Like we're going to find out how real they are over the next several weeks. I know that that's a, probably a point that you're going to make, and I, I get that. But they've, in, I'd say, I mean, what two off seasons turned that defense around quickly. Well, let's give credit where credit's due. Um, it, wherever you see a good coach at, is usually some good players there Absolutely. too. So Absolutely. this kid, Brian Burns, has yeah. started to take that next step. He drafted him to be a pass rusher. He is turning he's into that. Gifted. Yeah, he's turning into that right in front of us. So he's a problem on the edge. Riddick can get it done. They, you know, they drafted a first-rounder last year in uh, big uh, – what's his name, Brown? Derek Brown's a beast. Derek Brown, which, I mean, if you watch any kind of college football, the man is very big and talented. Oh, the first so, defensive snap of the season, the first thing you saw on the tape was Derrick Brown you know, just flying down the line of scrimmage to make a tackle on a run play. I mean, that dude set the tone immediately. Yeah, but he did a lot. Of, yes, right? He's yes. fantastic. <laughs> but, and then real quick on this, because I, I, Morgan Fox, of all the pickups they made, Morgan Fox coming over from L.A. with the Rams last year, and the, that dude had eight pressures, three quarterback hits, a half a sack, and a 47% pressure rate on Sunday. Well, he's a he, tough He played tough like an animal on Sunday, man. He's a tough son of a gun, man. So, he played like an animal. Anyway, you, continue. You know, yes, their defense looked really well. Um, Shaq has had a good little start in figuring some things out. He looks like he to be a little bit more comfortable in whatever they're asking him to do, Yeah, which is, which is good. Um, and, you know, they drafted in the – you know, J.C., they drafted him to be a player, and, and Chen has turned out to be a really good player. So, um, I told you I had my question marks even about Jeremy Chen coming out. I give him his kudos. The dude's a baller. All he does is find the ball, see ball, hit ball. And in Phil Snow's defense, what they're allowing him to do, I'm cool with it because I said it can be done. I've seen a very successful Cam Chancellor in the NFL for a long time. So you can have that body type and do what you do as long as you're in the right system and they have the pieces around you. He can be a nice piece so because you can do so much and he's so multiple. So uh, I really, really enjoy watching what Carolina's starting to build defensively. I understand what they're trying to do. But now that you have the corners that can actually run and cover guys, it really, really helps you out. And, you know, I, I just want to see – It's for me, it's still too early. I'm not drinking anybody's Kool-Aid right now because, like sense. I told you earlier, Kyle – I don't drink anybody's Kool-Aid because the first four games of the NFL season, I don't really count because it doesn't tell me a lot. Unless you're 4-0, that means it gives you a really good chance to make the playoffs. And if you're 0-4, you have a really, really tough road ahead, and yeah. it's really hard to make that ground up. I've been both. 
I'm with you. And, like, especially with this franchise, they started 6-2 and two in 2018. Cam got hurt in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They started 5-2 uh, and two in 2019. People here lost their minds and started saying crazy things, like Kyle Allen's a franchise quarterback. And then the bottom fell out. Hey, know? man, they did not know, man, they had Heineke, bro. Heineke was the guy. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, Heineke look, was the guy. He's earned his job up there. There's no doubt about it. But, like, so the people here know you better not count your chickens before they hatch here. But – there's a lot of reason to be excited. And I agree. Lot, lot I mean, first of all, you kicked the you kicked the Saints butt from the opening kickoff. You dominated the time of possession, the way the game was played. You never let them get any rhythm, um, and it was a great win. Um, and if you're the Panthers, continue to stack these wins. If you get as many wins as you can early, it's something about building confidence and how football is a game of momentum, and that you win enough of games early, you'll win a game late in the season just because. Just because, right? Yep. You believe in doing something crazy. And, yep. you know, when I was with the Saints, we beat the Washington Redskins, and there was, the, like, the crazy play where we stripped the ball. Oh, yeah. It was like, but the <laughs> offense stripped the, It was like, then the kicker missed, like, a 20-yard kick. Drew scored in, like, less than a minute. It was, like, crazy. Yep. So those are the type of things that happen on these teams and these games when you're just a good, solid team that, you know, you win more games later on because of it. Yeah, I don't think anybody should be talking about the the Super Bowl or anything like that. No, but no. you know, I do think it is a great start, though. And you know, they didn't look they look better than they did last year, and you can't sure. say that. And Everybody they, can say that. They're playing a pretty favorable schedule too. Oh, that mean, too. Yes, yeah, the schedule setting up for them. That, Even with Houston this week, you know, Tyrod Taylor is is out. So I, I I'm fucking, I know I'm, I'm I'm fucking crushed for that dude because I mean it just seems like he just somebody put a hex on him. I mean, it, he just keeps catching bad breaks, man. And he was playing really well. Re- I think he had the. I think he was had the best quarterback rating in the league through two weeks. <laughs> like Tyrod Taylor, he gets stabbed in the lung last year by a team doctor in L.A. Um, I mean, he got benched for Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Uh, when he was in Buffalo, he was a quarterback when they snapped a 17-year playoff drought, and they thanked him by benching him for Nathan Peterman, <laughs> who threw five interceptions, and then they had to go back to Tyrod. So, I mean, that was so bad. Yeah. Like, he's fine. Like, he's had a long career and he's going to be fine. And, like, he's one of the nicest guys ever, but he's just, he seems snake bit sometimes. But anyway, go ahead. He is. He anyway, is. but he the is. Panthers, they got off to a good start. And people, I think, should be excited. But here's the thing that would tell me what you're hearing on the radio, Kyle. Because well, I'm, I'm the one talking about it. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I'll, I, I have to fight the urge, if I'm being totally honest right now, to not. So I thought he was the right hire before they hired him. Yeah. And I went on record and said that on the air. Corey Miller can attest to it. There's, there's a record. There's a, there's a tape of the show. So I said, I, I think Matt Rule's the guy they should hire. And I've just had a feeling about this guy for a while now that he's a really good football coach and that he was going to be in the NFL one day. And so I, I don't think it's a fluke that he turned around Temple as quickly as he did. I don't think it's a fluke that he won 10 games his third season at Baylor after they were in a place very similar to where Penn State was after the Jerry Sandusky scandal. Like, that's where Baylor was as a program. They were toxic. You know, just you didn't go near them. No fly zone. And his third year, they win 10 games at Baylor. So, you know, he may not turn out to be the next Jimmy Johnson. He may not turn out to win a Super Bowl. But, like, right now, I'm not the least bit surprised that they're having success early on. They've drafted well, too, Kyle. Yeah, let's, exactly. give, let's give some credit. And, that, and he's a big part of that. I mean, that's – that's a partnership between him and Scott Fitterer, the GM. Like he's Matt Rule, Marty Herney. But my understanding of that draft last year, and this has been confirmed by a lot of people, and even still, I guess I can never truly know. But everyone I, that I've talked to believes that Marty Herney got the first pick in the draft, and then everything else after that was Matt Rule. 
And, you know, Matt Rule has a type. It's, you know, he, he goes after guys that fit a certain athletic profile, and he wants dudes that are athletes all over the field. Like, you'll never have Well, position. that's what some of the Saints people were referring to. They said that the Panthers' defense looked really fast. That's it. You know, and that's – see, that's the thing. Matt Rule's introductory press conference. I was sitting there just watching, and he said – I, I promise you this, there's, if we're one thing that will ever be, we'll always be fast on defense. He said, we're always going to have athletes on defense. And so they've now, and you can speak on these things better than I can, but like part of the Doug for our piece today was a great breakdown of how, you know, they'll, look, they'll show you a 3-3-5. You know, they'll come out in a 3-2-6. They'll come out in the 4-1. They'll play some bear. Like they have all, but they're doing it with the same guys on the field. So like Justin Burris is going, you know, from safety coming up to play the nickel corner, and you know Jeremy Chin isn't in isn't in individual position group meetings. He's just going to each individual positional coach and taking his assignments for that week. Like they're they're doing things just very differently, and I know you can probably speak to it better than I can, but it's just it's really interesting to watch and like to hear Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees talk about it. You right, know right. I mean? So they've they've been watching a little bit more than me. You know, Kyle, I've been grinding on college. Well, stuff, no, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm so, saying. Yeah, yeah. But so you can I, speak on the principles better than I can. Right, right, right. But you know the fact that. They're, they're just putting more DBs on the field. They're trying to be more multiple, and they're able to do a lot of the same coverages and, and different things with different personnel groups. Those are the best defenses when you're multiple and you're athletic and you got bigger bodies that can do, like, all around the same things, you know? So as long as everybody can run and hit and actually cover and play in space, right. the more multiple you can be with your blitzes, people can cover up for the other person. And you're all just trying to defend certain dots on the field anyway. You made a point about Shaq earlier that fit into part of that piece and some of the other things that I read, that people think that Shaq is just at home in this defense, that, like, it suits his skill set, you know, even more than anything he's ever done. Well, yeah, because he's, he's not, like, a true – well, he wants to be more of an inside guy, like inside linebacker type, because in the 4-3, like, nobody – defenses are just, like, we're not going to say we're just a 4-3 defense. You want to be able to do – multiple things the positionless players are becoming more and more valuable in the nfl that's all it really is right and, and that's what i would liken it i was thinking the same yeah. thing it's like the nba's become positionless. right so that's and what it is like a jamal adams type right where right. i can maybe cover a little bit do a little some other things and i can blitz and i'm good against the run so i'm not a liability in this or that i'm just like i'm a hybrid i can play and i'm decent in space we're in in zone coverages you got to understand like if i was to draw you up a board of where the field is at. It's only so many dimensions. So when you play certain coverages, there, there's only certain holes in a coverage, right? Like in a cover two scheme. Right. It's, the, it's like the no cover zone, which is the five yards and under, the low flats, and then after that it gets real tough. And then it's also what they call the midpoint, which is two to three yards on the, the hash between the hash and the numbers. So that's where you attack in end cuts on cover two. You either attack on the, the first side of the hash or two yards inside the hash. That's where those throw points are at. So, yeah, again. But that's just one coverage, Kyle. But as you defend those areas, if you get more athletic people that are able to play in space and also having to have the threat process to be able to blitz them too. Right. But they, and they play better in those things because they play in space more often. So they feel more comfortable in it. Right. And the, those, those athletes that he's looking for, right? Correct. They, they, react, more, they react more quickly, right? They sure. get to the ball more, in theory, but also in practice with guys who are actual great athletes. But also, Jermaine Carter Jr., that dude earned that job. And, you know, they he's – no one expects him – they shouldn't expect him to be Luke Keekley, but, like, to hear the guys around the organization talk about him, like, he has taken a firm grasp as, like, the vocal leader of that defense. Jermaine Carter Jr. has worked his ass off. That guy, 
has really earned what he's what he's got and uh, played has played really well to start the season. But like, I, w- I want to look at tomorrow night real quick because there's a few things I know we got to talk about. Um, Texans Thursday night football. I hate Thursday night games. I hate them. Like I, I love them not playing in them. Well, it's just more football for me. Well, I love right, it. Well, from, right. To, like I, as far as like <laughs> a team that you root for, or like you wouldn't want to play in a Thursday night game, right? Hell no, I hated that. Exactly. So I was like, literally just recovering. Right. So I would I wouldn't even practice later in my years till Thursday. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so you got to play now on a Thursday. Yes. And they're going to play a rookie quarterback because Tyrod got hurt and. The Deshaun Watson deal, dude. I have it's, no idea. I'm not even going there. I don't. Even, if the NFL <laughs> won't tell us what's going on, then I'm not going to guess. So I'll wait till somebody tells me. And <laughs> I, I just don't like. They got a rookie quarterback, and this Panthers defense, which to your point, they had the ball for 38 minutes on Sunday. The defense only played 43 snaps. They're pretty fresh, and that's a that's probably a bad thing for Davis Mills tomorrow night. Like I I, I expect that defense to go out there and probably just ruin him tomorrow night. Yeah, I would anticipate that too. And I'm definitely not uh, starting my boy Mark Ingram on my fantasy team tomorrow. They're going to try to run the ball a lot. I mean, they have to, don't they? I mean, you got him, you got Phillip Lindsay, you got um, – oh, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, they, uh, yeah, they, got, they three got three They got three dudes that can run the football. Is David Johnson still there? Yes, David Johnson. Thank yeah. you. That's what I was looking for. So, I mean, and he's pretty versatile. So, yes, I mean, you got, some, you got some guys that can make you pay if you don't come to play. But I think if they ask Davis Mills to throw the ball a lot – it's going to be trouble. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a freshman. I mean, he's a rookie. And they got Laramie Tunsil on the left side, and they drafted the kid Titus Howard from South Alabama. He's a left guard. So, I mean, they got some dudes on the left side. And, All right, I mean, we'll see. Again, All right, what are you saying? So, uh, you're saying what's the score, Kyle? Optimistically. What's the spread? Uh, Sebastian, eight, what's the spread? I think it's eight, if I'm not mistaken. I think it might be up to not, eight, I believe. Let me look. Hold on. I'll pull up the Vegas Insider. But I think it's at least eight, maybe going northward of eight. We'll, we'll <laughs> see. I'm not sure. But uh, matter of fact, a buddy of mine who will remain nameless, but you definitely know him. <laughs> oh, plus eight. Plus eight? Yeah, okay. So it's yeah. at eight right now. So, Thanks, yeah, uh, buddy of mine, I'm being a snitch. But he just he hit me up, and he was like, man, I want to take the Panthers. And he was going to get them at seven and a half. He's like, but I'm scared, man. And I was like, well, I mean, what, what kind of money are we talking Scared money don't make no money. Yeah, and he was like, oh, it's just like lunch money, man. I was like, well, if you're not going to miss some dollars that bad, well, I'd, I'd probably do it because I do think they'll probably win the game. If they just don't lay an egg, they ought to win that game 30-17, to 30-14, to 14, something like that, I would think anyway. Like on a Thursday night, I don't care if you win by a point. Hey, just man, I'm with it. Dude, I'm st- I got Sam Darnold as my, one of my quarterbacks. So, I get to play three quarterbacks in my fantasy Again, game. I don't care. If they win by a point, I don't give a shit. Just get out of there with a the win. That's it's Thursday night. Get out with the win and get ready for Dude, the I'm going to be cheering for them to throw a lot of touchdowns. Like I, you know what? I will say this, and I'm not a fantasy football like fanatic, but Kyle, since I play it and we I talk a lot of shit with me and my boys, it's like I, first of all, I play it because you get to talk a lot of shit. Yeah, talk that's, a lot of shit. That's, and it's that's, fun. It's that's the number one reason. Absolutely, it's literally just to talk a lot talk of shit lot with of my shit. boys. And then from there, it makes you like. You know, I'm watching the game on Sunday, and Christian gets a touchdown. I'm like, did Sam Donald throw it? They're like, no, Dad, he did not. I'm like, damn it. Fuck. <laughs> you got hit by the fantasy football. You, you retired from football and turned into a goddamn no, – It know, happened to me. It. it happened to me, Kyle. Oh, I about said something and I did And Christian scored. I was like – I was like – I looked like, hey, did he throw it? They're like, no, he just ran. I'm like, fuck. That is funny as hell. You retired from football and became a fantasy football nerd. That's the best, man. It, it, See, it really happened. Throw it. Uh, dude, that's, fa- that's fantastic. It really happened, Kyle. But Sam Darnold looks good, though. 
He has looked good, man. You give him credit. I mean, I'm um, not putting him in the Hall of Fame yet, but like he's look, man. The offense is moving. First of all, Chris McCaffrey's a special player. This, this is what I want to tell you. So, I'm watching this play, right? Because I know what I'm looking at. In the fact that I know New Orleans defense. I'm just giving you shit. No, I know. So, so they're gonna blitz. I see the blitz coming. They see it coming, and. Christian McCaffrey's on the side, right? And you you know, like, he's not staying in the block. Like, there's no way. He's getting out. So, Cam Jordan is down. The linebackers goes over there to him, gives Cam a hit call. So, Cam stands up. And a hit call means, like, when the running back's released, like, you just don't go blitz. Go hit the running back first or get a piece of him and then go blitz, mm -hmm. right? Well, yep. then finish a rush. Yep. So, boom, he does that. So, Christian hits, gets hits off of uh, Cam. All right, boom. Comes out, sauces the linebacker, like, fow, fow, sauces him, <laughs> catches the ball going over the middle, right, in an arrow route, then freaking sauces the safety, and then, like, two people had to jump. I'm like, dude, this dude just broke off, like, four NFL guys. Like, yep. He's this special, guy, dude. This guy, Christian, is really, really good. Then he came in, ha ha to him, went out, because you're like, okay, good, at least the linebacker stayed on the inside this time. Uh-uh. Sam threw a little ball out there. It wasn't even a great throw. Christian just one-hands it, yep. first down. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I mean, the dude's really good. At this point, you're just like, hey, man, this is the NFL. Like, they get paid. That's and why they paid that guy. Yeah, it was like, they get paid too. Like, that's what that is. Right. He's a really good – for me, uh, he was a, uh, a really t – uh, the best thing I saw on Sunday was really good. But then on Saturday, Kyle, I didn't even tell you about the whole football week. Well, hold on a second. I want to get there. So, final thing on the game. So, I think they win. I think you're all over it with Christian McCaffrey. People do not – some people do not appreciate that guy enough. I appreciate him a lot more because I saw him live in person. He's ridiculous. Second of all, or third of all, whatever the hell number I'm on, uh, you know, we've already – It's it's more than West Virginia. Look, I mean, uh, Stop, what, dude. Come Virginia, on, for real. Virginia Tech. unnecessary. <laughs> right, go it's ahead. It's fucking rude. My bad. It's fucking rude. It's my podcast too, asshole. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but anyway. So, like, and Sam Darnold – has already done things in two games with Carolina that he didn't do with the Jets. It was the Jets. Can we just – I mean, uh, finally, once in – it was the Jets. Like, he – I don't know what he'll do the rest of the season, but that's their fault. They did that. Uh, look, I like Sam Darnold coming out, so I hope it is the Jets' fault. It is the Jets' fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? That dude averaged 184 yards a game passing last year. He just well, I, I will also say this. This is the most – Carolina's loaded with weapons on yep, offense. Absolutely. Loaded. You ought right? to be able to win with those weapons. Yes. All you got to do is just don't fuck it up. Right. Absolutely. And how do you fuck it up by not blocking and yep. protecting the quarterback? That's right. And the quarterback Which they've doing. done pretty well to start the season. They've been decent with it. Yeah, first then, game they were, yeah, but like, not bad. Storm. This dog Sorry. is intense. No, don't apologize. This is great live podcasting. Your dog is intense. What kind of dog is that again? A French bulldog. Thank you. I always get it wrong. I always want to call it a pug, but I know that's wrong. Yeah. It's a French bulldog. It's just a, Storm's awesome, but Storm will like – The scrunchy know, face. Just kind of like a gopher. Like she just would just like chew through shit. Yeah, so, man. yeah, no, Sam Darnold's talented. We talked about this the last time. We definitely didn't try to do this podcast episode the first time. And uh, like he and Jameis Winston – both have immense talent. Yes. And they both were are trying to, you know, resurrect their yes, careers. Yes, for sure. James had a great day. And James had a really bad day. And yeah. there's probably a really bad day coming for Sam at some point because just the law of averages says that's going to happen. He's not going to play 17 great games. Mm -hmm. um, but you just hope it's never – it's not as bad as it was on some of those bad Jets. James games. just has to learn, like, look, a punt is just as good as in another play. You can rattle James. 
Yeah, man, really but you know what though? James. They had no success, but he can't just throw balls up in the middle of the sky. Like you can't do that. Yeah. You have to just eat it and then we'll punt. Give yourself a chance. All right, so I'm going Because you get momentum to the other team when you get an interception. I'm going 30 to 14. Panthers beat the Texans. Which nice. guys? Um, I'm gonna pump this out tonight. Be like, listen to this podcast for our game predictions. It's my tweet. Eight, right? Eight, dude. I think Sam Donald. I'm going. Sam Donald's gonna put up 42. Oh. I'm going big. Oh. Uh, fantasy league. You're going like silly blowout. No, I You're think. Just I, for fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. And then I need Houston to get like 30. Yo, smoke got smoked on the text line today at work on the show. Because uh, I was on FNZ, for those that don't, definitely don't know already, and <laughs> I was doing the show, and I, I don't play fantasy football. You know, I this. think one of my boys got Carolina's defense, so I'm trying to give up a lot of points. So, so somebody asked, somebody <laughs> sends in a message, and he was like, uh, we were talking about something. The guy said, he goes, oh, Justin Reed's out for this game because Justin Reed's not going to play. The safety. And the guy texts into the show, and he goes, and with that Justin Reed news, I am definitely starting Carolina's defense and <laughs> or no offense tomorrow night, Sam Darnold and something else. And he said, and on top of – defense and probably even special teams and I was like well the special teams kind of sucks I don't know if I might hold off on that and then I was like but can you do that because I don't know and smoke you do like, you do get to pick a different kicker right I, so I don't know any of this but like smoke That's was like oh no you can definitely you know do a different special teams and all of a sudden like four or five people text in and go tell that dummy that you cannot do that <laughs> and I'm like damn y'all being harsh on smoke today and I was like dude these people say you're wrong he's like uh-uh I, I'm pretty not in my league and I'm like yeah I'm not getting in the middle of this because I don't know what I'm talking about but you're a fantasy football nerd now. That's my new favorite thing. Thanks, I'm pretty Kyle. stoked about that. Uh, now, tell me about Saturday at the Swamp. So, you know, so Saturday, first of all, Kyle, I'm up at – it's Eastern Standard Time Zone, so I got my 7.15 Sports Center hit. And then after that, I um, uh, we have the show. And I so I the show's not till what is it, 10 to 12? Yes, 10 to 12 Eastern. Yeah. So I'm up at 7.15. Then I don't have to be on. Like, I'm not trying to even be looking at nobody till 9, 9 something. So I just go on our bus and, like, sleep. It's quiet in there. Nobody's in there. I've been there passed out, Kyle. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And I just go in there and sleep. So did you like the swamp? Yeah, you know what? I really did. That was my first time in Gainesville, dude. It was a great experience. Still blows great crowd. So then we do the show. Dude, I'm sweating balls. I saw your Instagram story. I was laughing my ass off. I saw Marty had the, the fan on his oh, yeah. armpits. <laughs> he did. Dude, it was so hot. <laughs> so hot, bro. It was swamp for a reason. Dude, it was so hot out there. Yeah. All right, so then. Imagine wearing jean shorts all the time when you live there, too. Oh, well, that's what Marty and McGee did. They actually had on jean shorts. <laughs> dude, it was so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, I saw them the day before. I love, their, I love those guys. I, I love actually getting to be around them and, they're and hang out. They are funny. They're really cool people. Um, and humble too, really nice, humble people. Anyways, so then um, my wife flies in, little Roman's in, like, dude, I'm so fired up to like go to a game. You know, we're, I don't know where our tickets at, but they're good. They're like on row three, it was straight. So then right behind Alabama's bench. And then we, um, it's kind of right there by Florida's like fans, like student section, yep. which dude, they just like stand up. Like they don't even know where they seats at. I'm like, bro, these are like, you need to move. <laughs> <laughs> like go away okay 
<laughs> some people out. Yeah, I was like, dude, like, move. Please get out of our seats. Yeah, you just see these tickets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those belong to us. Yeah, like a lot of people had to do that over there. It's like, so nobody actually looked and checked and yeah. see what's, you know. It's Gainesville, man. <laughs> it's just out there. <laughs> just don't do that there. Thank you. So, all right, Kyle, it is a couple things that were very crazy about Gainesville. So then, so the game is the game. All right, we, I'm not going to have to go into details about the game. Everybody saw that part. Alabama won. It was close. Nobody cares that Alabama actually had a close win. All right, it's not. That oh, nobody cares because I care. I'd like to talk <laughs> about that because I, I don't think they're invincible. Of course, duh. That's a good thing. Duh. Not for you, but it's a good thing for everybody else. Like hey, look, everybody on Saturday should have been rooting for Florida to win that game because uh, on top because Clemson looks like they might suck a little bit, just a little bit. Not maybe not, but they might suck a little bit. Ohio State already lost to Oregon. <laughs> All right. True. Oklahoma flirted with losing to Tulane. They're beatable. Absolutely. <laughs> Oklahoma's beatable. There's no question about it. Right. Uh, who am I missing here? Uh, the only team that I would worry about right now is Georgia, because I don't know that they're going to let you breathe, much less score. <laughs> so uh, they Their defense has scored every game. Y'all people write that down. I, they're on a streak right now because it's three. So This man called me yesterday morning. Roman called me yesterday morning, and we're talking about this, and the first thing out of your mouth about Georgia is, them dudes are scary. They're oh. scary because they are. They are scary. And not in the, you know, fish your pants way, but, like, I would not want to be on a field with those guys at all. I wouldn't want to be running. The, I wouldn't want to be trying to run the ball between the tackles with those guys. No, nah, man, uh, they're really, really good. Um, they, they are. And that's really be – it starts up front with them in their front seven, and they rotate them, and there's no, there's no letdown. There is no drop-off. They are humming. And there, it's like Flying a race. It's like a race to punish you. So Shane Beamer made me laugh so hard <laughs> after that game. And you, I know you've talked about this. But when a reporter asked him why Georgia's defense was able to just shut down their offense, and he just looked at the guys like, well, because they got about 105 star dudes on the <laughs> roster that are just <laughs> monsters. They can all run. They can all ta- what he do said, you mean? He, said, he said they got a guy that's 6'6", 340. That runs better than everybody on this call. <laughs> 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 I mean, he's not lying. He's not lying. But, I mean, you'd like for Shane to give us some better answers than Hell that. Hell no. I, but but he's right. They I, are better than us. Yes. And look, I watched that game tape, Kyle, and I'm like, dude, it, first of all, it takes their 3D linemen, it takes your five offensive linemen to block them, all right? So now we start to add in some of their cross dogs and their blitzing that they do with their inside linebackers, which are vicious. Yes. These, these guys are young pups oh, yeah. that are flying around the football field. And it's a race to them to hit you. So they're really good and dynamic in their blitzes. They got three linebackers. Um, I don't want to mess up their names, so I'm not going to try and say it right now because I haven't memorized them yet. But And, dude, I, look, man, I, let me – the best play for I saw Kyle was – the guy Zeb Nolan, right? The great story from South Zebulon. Carolina. Zebulon. Zebulon. Zebulon right? Nolan. He he fakes like fakes a handoff to the running back, in, uh, Chris Harris, who's like right beside us, uh, right beside Zeb's right. Fakes it to him, and the DN number four for Georgia, Nolan Smith, like chases it down. Then the tight end pull, arc pulls and has a block. So Zeb, the tight end, the corner, free blocker. Zeb's got the corner. Yeah. He takes off. He was just trying to get like four or five yards and get out of bounds. Boom, he's off. This dude, Nolan Smith, bro, sees that Zeb has the ball, puts a foot in the ground, 
walks him down. <laughs> Zeb may have got two and a half steps, dog. He just got fucking grabbed from behind and body slammed before he got out of bounds. I was like, shit, this defense is fast. <laughs> Dude, I saw it against Clemson. I mean, I just was watching those guys, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. People don't do this to Clemson. What's going on right now? Kyle. Because Will Shipley can run now. Will Shipley can fly. I know he's a freshman. Like, sure. And like, it, he, not, not against them. I swear to God, I saw him get up one time against Georgia and look around. I was like, man, all these dudes are as fast as I am. <laughs> I mean, like, you see it on somebody's face sometimes. Like, man, I didn't know Kyle, it was like this. Georgia looks really good. If their offense continues to grow and improve, they're going to be a real deal problem. As and long I think as the thing is, open. and I don't know if you agree with this, I think they can go with JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett. And be okay. No, they need JT because no, JT agree, can throw him, it. But I'm downfield. saying if, if they have to go to Stetson for a length of time, like you can trust him to run the offense mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. royally screw it up. And he might even make a play for you. You know, so it just, thousand percent. It's He's just, game ready. Yeah, it just depends on the matchup and who you got. So anyway, I mean, no, I there I'm with you. And it's wide open. You know, I think Bama's great, but I do think that I think Georgia can beat him. Um I think that defense can with that offensive line at Alabama right now, I think they could make them work for everything. Oh man, no doubt. Um Alabama's offense has an explosion. They can do some things. But, look, Alabama is still the champ, and Georgia still has yeah, to show me yeah, that they yeah. can beat them. Look, in Alabama, that's why Nick Saban's been harping on the, and going crazy in the media the last, since oh, the season stop. kicked yeah, off. Rat poison, no, daddy cop, ran a gas cop. station. No, I'm just giving you a hard cop. time. Exactly. Thank you. Keep giving me a hard time. It's, it's, my, it's my podcast, too, right? You said that <laughs> earlier. All well, right? Touche. Touche. <laughs> but football is a game – of the details, and the details matter, all right? And Nick sees it every day. You guys, like when you got quarterback and option, you got quarterback. It's in the details, Kyle. Yeah. All right? And if you don't get the quarterback, now the next person has to get quarterback to the pitch. Shit, that's seven yards there. You know what I mean? By the time you got an even chance to even get the guy down. Yeah, that's So true. those are the details, all right? It's third and 19. You got to get off the field. I mean, it's third and nine, third and ten. You got them backed up. And instead of going for the slap down of a play, which I don't even know what you're doing, make the tackle and get off the field. You got the team backed up. Instead, you let them out, and now they go down and score. And then you wonder why it's a close game. It's like a game of details. Like, and even on the details meaning, and also here's a great another example is, you know, nobody cares to hear about the details of the left guard and the, and the snapper on punt protection have to work out a twist, in and in, out and out, switch, switch, until a motherfucker get the bitch blocked. Then it's like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I hear you. I look, now I'm it's like, oh, now the details matter. And that's what Nick Saban says. That's why he's been so harping on it so much and being so angry all the time because he sees me like, no, nah, coach, I got it. I'm going to get it on Saturday. And he's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Because I seen you, and don't be surprised because you didn't get it on Saturday because you didn't get it on Wednesday. You're just going to magically get it, huh? You know what I mean? I Th that's it. what he's at but right now. We all now. get it, too. And I, look, and Alabama just needs to – it's more the fans. Look, Alabama's a football team. Great freaking win, all right, in a tough environment. You got a, a fresh first-time first starting quarterback, and he's the least of your problems. You need to clean up the rest of the stuff and do it better. And luckily, you got we're able to do that after a win – and didn't and not with your your feelings hurt after a loss. Sure, no, I get it. I get it. Nick Saban's great. He's detail oriented, but uh, rest of us are getting tired of it. Okay, and I'm. I'm <laughs> that's just... enough, Kyle. Th that's what I'm talking about. The fa you, 
People, Alabama fans want to act like some the world is ending. I'm like, bro, you had a close win. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, right? Shut Stop up. That. Stop that. We just, Shut my, up. My favorite team lost right. at West Virginia. Thank you. On Saturday in a game that they had no business being in and no business losing. Thank you. Did you see the end of the game? No. Oh, God, Roman. They were Sorry. Down. They, they, got, they got hit. I mean, start the game. West Virginia goes over the top. They just miss it. Next play, they run it right up the gut, 80 yards, touchdown. So, blink of an eye, they're up 14 nothing at West Virginia. Rowdy crowd. We have, we've played them once since 2005. Oh, yeah, they're hype. Well, right, and they hate us. But, like, the, they're loud, they're rowdy. So, quickly, they go up 14 nothing. So, anyway, they're, they're text down 27-7 in the third quarter. It's over. They look like shit. The best player's out for the year. Quarterback, you know, can't, not allowed to throw the ball downfield or he won't. I don't know which one it is. Um, and I saw the, the last play, the rollout. But they, all of a sudden, they start steadily coming back. And there we get, go. They get a sack and a turnover. They get a score, you know, a quick score. And then all, you look up, and it's 27-21. They got a chance. They don't get it. They got to punt the ball away. They get an interception, 27-21. So it, it's, they, gotta, they can't allow a first down. Defense has to three and out, get them off the field, hope you got 60 seconds, try to make a play. So – they force them into third and long. West Virginia has to – they don't have to. They throw the football, and, of course, it, it gets picked off. Jamari Connor picks it off, and Tech's got the ball at the 20-yard line. Oh, in a game they have no business being in. That's and so now, big. Now they've got the ball in, basically inside the 20 with, uh, you know, what, a minute and a half to go, something like that. They're going to win the game because how can you not win the game? And so then they get a first down. And then they have a first and goal on the four-yard line and have four tries to score. They don't score. Did they run the ball at all? Twice. It looked like they ran the same play back-to-back. Um, and then they tried to throw the football, and I hate rollouts in those situations. You cut half the field off. It drives me insane. <laughs> I hate it. And, uh, yeah, four tries at the four-yard line. They couldn't score. And uh, they, were, they were handed the game after they were getting their doors blown off, and they wouldn't take it. And so they, uh, they <sighs> lost to West Virginia. And then the pollsters drop them out of the top 25. So, Roman, I'm in a bad damn mood this week. See, that's what I'm saying, Kyle. I'll bring up Virginia Tech as another example. All right. Polls are garbage. What do you, I mean, polls are garbage. That, that's garbage. fine. First of all, first of all, teams, I don't think they should really, I'm, I'm starting to become a believer that you really shouldn't even rank teams till after week one. No, I mean, look, that makes all the sense in the world to me. <laughs> probably don't I, need I, them until October. I, I'm, no, I, I'd like to see it after week one. I, I probably would too. I'd get impatient. But like Eric McLean from the ACC network, I mean, he comes on my show every week. He was on today and he was ranting about this. He was like, it's garbage they dropped tech out of the top 25. You know, uh, North Carolina went to Blacksburg and lost, stayed in the top 25. Uh, Miami looked like garbage against Bama and on a, against App State the following week at home, stayed in the top 25. But yeah, it's all home. about where you start at well, in sure, their minds. You know, and, and who gets the benefit of the doubt and who doesn't and all yeah. that stuff. But like, yeah, so it's uh, I had a no. bad week for, but you know what the thing is. On the one hand, I'm like, well, I don't know if they were the 15th best team in the country anyway. They lost their best offensive weapon for the season, so maybe they were, maybe they weren't. That's how the polls work, so whatever. But like, this is one year where I don't think that Virginia Tech's going to win the national championship, but it's actually kind of open right now. Like, if right. Bama looked like they're gettable, possibly, everybody did. Everybody looks gettable. I did. I liked. I liked. I liked. This is kind of a wide open season. I like the diversity of college football right now. But you know what's crazy is at the same time, you see the story today that no. the college football playoff expansion vote will not be held next week because there's resistance as the process grows. That, you know, all this craziness that's going on right now, all of a sudden this expansion, nope, nobody wants to agree on anything right now. 
because nobody knows like who's pulling off the next big move behind right, everybody's back. Right, right. There's no doubt. I don't agree I, to anything if you don't know who's <laughs> going to be playing where in three years. I agree. I, I definitely think they kind of let this thing kind of uh, play its way out. They still got a couple more years on the contract. How many more years? Uh, through 2025, I Yeah, believe? yeah, yeah. That, or is it 28? I forget. I think I, the current – I'll double-check. Okay. Either way. I mean, there's a couple of years at least left on it, but uh, I forget which – now I think I'm mixing it up with the Big 12 grant of rights deal. Well, right. Anyway, there's at least, I think, five or six years left on it. I'm thinking 26. Well, I'll double-check. Either way, they're just not going to talk about it right now. Yeah, so, I, that's fine. I don't. Here it is. ESPN has five years left on its original deal. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what it is right there. This is crazy, but I, I get it totally because nobody trusts anybody and nobody knows what anybody's <laughs> going to do because now you got BYU, that, UCF, Houston, and Cincy going to the Big the 12. The Big 12, yep. Which I think is, I mean, you're not replacing Texas and Oklahoma, but those four schools, I like it. Hey, man, I really like Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. I'll watch that conference. No doubt. I'll and watch BYU's going to be a tough out too. Oh, for sure. I mean, they are like 29. For sure. You know what for I mean? For sure. Absolutely. So, uh, okay, you know what? Real quick, let's. Uh, I think I got all that other bullshit off my chest. I had a bad college football weekend. You, I did not. I had a great one. Of course you did. I mean, do Let me fan. tell you the best That's part. Let me pay the Kyle. Kyle, but you got to understand. All right. So the first time, have you, have you been good. in the swamp? Huh? You have you been in the stadium? Not for a game. Okay. Yeah. So so I'm there. It's loud. First of all, the stadium's old. It's like not in like it's not anything great. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I, I mean, it's cool. It's historic. Like, I went there during the summer. Yeah, but it's not like it's, it's nothing nice. Like, I go to Alabama Stadium. It's like nice lights. It's, it's like stuff going on. The, it's, but it's a little bit – that's what I'm saying. Gaines is a little bit more old school. If you're going to compare everything to Bryant-Denny Stadium, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm kind of an elitist of college football. Kind of. I apologize, yeah, people. Yeah, I bet. All right. I bet. I bought, dude, <laughs> what do you want me to do? All right. Now, you, just, you just like to subtly remind all of us that we're just the impoverished nation <laughs> of college football teams. It is, hey, man, championships. All right. Yeah, I hear you. Anyways, so, so Kyle, so the concession stands, it took me like a whole quarter just to get two beers for me and my wife. That bad, sucked. Huh? Yeah, that sucked, Kyle. Also, what the, the, um, what the people wear, the young ladies wearing on college campuses, well, I don't think all college campuses. I just think Florida and Gainesville. It's crazy. No, I saw it in Blacksburg for the tech for the Carolina game. Kyle, one of these one of these young ladies had on like just like a a um a shorts yeah. with like bodysuit with like like no no underwear on. No, I know. I saw the same thing in Blacksburg. Oh my gosh, that's how they all do now, Kyle. Like, I, and I'm. I don't. Say, I've never. I haven't been around this. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Look, I think people out there that listen to this podcast know that you and I are not, you know, creepy old men here. No, like, it, I was like, dude, like, I'm like, it's changed. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, it wasn't always this way. No. No, I mean, it was. Uh, it, yeah, it was different. But I think maybe I thought it was like maybe that's how they dress down in Florida or something. Oh, no, man. and like as the dad of a little girl now, I'm like, wow, man. that that changes your worldview on some things, man. It's like uh, it's different. It was different now. Yeah, yeah. I saw because I noticed that too. I was like, "There's grandmas here, y'all. Like, what's what's <laughs> happening here?" People brought their grandmas and their mamas in for this game. Y'all cover up a little bit. Hot girl summer, Kyle. I'm getting old, dude. Yeah, I, I guess that's what happened to me. I was, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was a little was, nervous. Yeah, that, you're right. It has changed. Anyway, gracefully moving on from that shit. All right. Let's, so so then, all right, do that. Uh, the best part was after the game. It's raining, so we're walking. We're like, dude, it's gonna take forever to try and get an Uber out of here because we we're trying to get back to our hotel. And as we're walking, they got the little scooter things from um, from Spin, little Spin scooters, pretty cool. Oh yeah. And then next, you know, download the app, hopped on the app. Application wasn't that great. They need to improve that. But <laughs> it worked. 
good enough. We got on. Me and little Roman, dude, freaking rolling back. We're going like 11 miles per hour. He was having so much fun. Oh, I bet he loved it. Dude, he freaking loved it. That's it was like the best time. So for me, that was like a really good highlight. I want to just share that. Dude, it was awesome. So, I, so we rode like two miles back to our hotel on that. It was great. So those are like the Lime scooters, right? Yes, okay, they are. So I did. The, remember when they downgraded the speed on those things? No. So the, you used to be able to go 20 miles an hour on those things. Oh, my gosh. It's way too fast. Oh, people, well, yeah. Like all, there's like a thousand. For, there was for like some a people. thousand percent spike in hospitalizations <laughs> when those things started getting popular. So they started getting popular. I'm not kidding. There's like a thousand percent. And I did not know that. scooter-related <laughs> casualties, man. It was crazy. So I think there was like some law passed or maybe Lime, the companies did it themselves, but they dropped the, the maximum speed to 15, which is still, you know, cruising. It's, it's a nice speed. But, man, when you go 20 miles an hour on those things, you could get, you could get some places. I also saw some people eat shit. Well, you also, 90-some, 90, 90% of them are not wearing helmets. Well, nothing. and look, going to South End Charlotte <laughs> on a Friday night and see all the drunk idiots walk. I mean, you put those people on a 20-mile-an-hour scooter trying to get back to their apartment, holding a pizza in one hand, kill somebody. <laughs> with somebody with their date in front of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, so, like, I, those things were the bane of my fucking existence for a while, man. I hated those things because, like, you'd be driving. And, like, people, they'd come flying across, like, crosswalks and shit in these things. I'm like, listen, man, pick a lane. You can either walk in the crosswalk or you can scoot on the sidewalk <laughs> or the road, but don't come fly. I don't be scooting over here. Because I'm going to hit somebody. And, like, a thousand percent more people are getting hit. But anyway, I can't stand those things. Except they can be fun if, you know, there aren't that many people around. Right. And my wife was so nervous and scared. She, she was way behind us. So it was cool, man. We did, we did that. Then we got up early um, Sunday morning, man, drove – I watched the Auburn game too. That was crazy. How great did Penn's, did Happy Valley look on TV? Oh man, you know what? It it was. I had a friend of mine that was there at the game, and of course he's an Auburn fan. So he was like, "Look, it's no louder than LSU." He's like, "It's just a, it's it's a great atmosphere." That's it. He said he said he said, but the stadium isn't as loud because he said the way it's constructed, they got holes on both sides, and so it doesn't like hold in the sound. Right. He was like, "Dude," he was like. Psst. LSU at night's way louder, and like other environments in the SEC are louder too. Right. He said the way it doesn't hold air, and he said it's a lot of people, and it's cool, like because they're all like dressed like that. But we're gonna see. I'm like, dude, they should definitely do. Penn State goes to Auburn. They need to do an orange out. Ooh, they need to do it. I like that. I like that. They need to do it. Okay, no, I get down with that. But like, I'm with you. First of all, you're right. The stadium construction is really all that matters. Um, because I've been to the Horseshoe at Ohio State, and it's, like, huge and impressive looking. Yeah. Um, but it's not that loud. I mean, I, <laughs> I wasn't blown away by it. Right. So, But it's, it's, about, it it, it's a big bowl. It's a how it's constructed and yeah. matters. And that's why Lane Stadium in Blacksburg is so loud, because mm -hmm. it's all built straight up. So yeah. all the sound stays just rattles back and forth in the stadium and stays in. So it's like a wall, two walls of people screaming at each other. Y'all look like y'all got stadium seats. What kind of state seats? Because Alabama it oh, doesn't yeah. get that's the Alabama doesn't get like stupid loud. Alabama doesn't get loud like that. right. Like it's like a dull roar, right? It's the it's the impressive. It can get wide. loud because it's a lot of people, but it's right. It's not. Well, I've been like to louder. Yeah, Michigan's like that, but the big house they say it goes out. That, that's what it, it goes is. Goes out forever. Yeah, exactly. So it does. But you know, even like these pro stadiums, like Seattle Seahawks Stadium, doesn't hold anything close to what they do in no. some of these college stadiums. But Most it NFL is, stadiums don't. But it is so loud, Kyle. It is louder than anything I heard in college. Oh, Seattle? Yeah. It'll rattle your brain. 
Because you know what I mean? Like, it's so loud. Yeah. Because, again, the, well, it's like, have you been to Kyle Field yet, the Texas a No, I can't wait. Same kind of thing. It's a, it's a similar kind of effect. It gets really loud there, too. I heard it gets loud there. No, I can't I mean, wait. But it's awesome. I, I would love to go there. Hopefully, we go there this year. <laughs> you were talking about, um, before we started this, a TikTok challenge. The, the, but the whole, like, destroying property thing is, is bizarre. That is bizarre. Like, am, I, am I officially an old guy when I hear that and think, is nobody scared of an ass whooping anymore? Like, is nobody scared of that? Because I, I don't want to make it seem like I was catching ass whippings left and right as a kid because I didn't. You know, I was a pretty well-behaved kid, and I knew that if I really I, I will up, definitely spank my kids. I still do. Well, no, I don't have any problem with it. Like, I, I get it. There's a, a line that you have to draw, and that should sure. be drawn always. But the, I, don't, I, I don't spank my daughters for real because I don't want them comfortable with, like, a man hitting them. No, that makes sense to I me. I let them mama That let makes mama sense to me that. totally. That, that's an approach that I actually really – uh, I would favor myself, you know, yeah, as someone yeah. who's trying to figure all this stuff out right now. But right. I'm just saying, like, that's – I think it's a – is it a generational thing? Because, again, I think most people our age still, even though the world was changing when we were coming up too, it was – I still knew that, hey, you cross a certain line, you know, your ass is going to be red for about 30 minutes. For sure. You know, when you were a kid. But I just – I can't imagine, like, my parents just – hey, your, your kid just decided to take part in a TikTok challenge and just rip the school property apart. That's insane. Parents need to be really, really involved. That's and insane. And, like, don't let that happen. Like, that's, that's widespread. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. That, that's one of those downsides of social media that makes people wonder if it's, like, a net benefit for humanity. You know what I mean? It's just stupidity leading the blind, the blind leading right. the blind. You know, right? that's the, like, the, like the Internet has given us the ability to – you know, form communities of like-minded people across the world and achieve things. That's cool, but like it also enables people to do stuff like that. And I know they're kids, and you know people make mistakes and all that stuff. But like, that's crazy that that's a thing that's become like a trend on. T- you would think TikTok would do something about that. Kyle, you know what? You really, you TikTok ain't pulling nothing down. TikTok Why? Don't, what do you wh- mean? What did they have? They ever pulled anything uh, down? They all banned the president. TikTok did too. I don't know. Probably they all did. I'm just assuming. I don't. PGA I don't, did. I thought they. I thought everybody got him. I don't think. I don't think the TikTok. I don't think Trump's allowed on anything. He's faxing shit to people. I don't know. <laughs> Doing interviews on cable cable news. I don't know. <laughs> I stopped watching that shit a while back. I'm not Me sure too. What. I haven't been watching. Man, I'm trying not to watch as much because it'll just. No, it, I read stuff. Yeah, I I'm, read stuff. Speaking of, all right. So I got to bring this up to you because we can't go all night. Um, there is a thing. And I, I, this is we one, of, like, one of those cr- rabbit hole. What's that? We were about to go down a rabbit you hole. You can see it, can't you? Uh, yeah, I did. You're the, you know this at this point. The, uh, this overlanding. Have you heard about this? No, what about none? Teach me. All Last right. time. So I, heard, I saw the, somebody else talked about the Willie Mammoth too, Kyle. So it's real. Oh, you saw that. Mm-hmm. The, was that the. No, the, you told me about that it. That wasn't the lost episode, was it? <laughs> that might have been okay so we won't the, talk about that the woolly mammoth the woolly mammoth we're gonna that, bring that back we're, we're basically living jurassic park anyway overlanding is and i define it as i don't they do a self-reliant overland travel to remote destinations where the journey is a principal goal but more specifically the trend is people spending a lot of money to soup up like big passenger vans uh rvs suvs basically spending a shitload of money to create a small house on wheels and they don't have a permanent address. They just travel the continent, you know, and in some cases can ship those things overseas to go do Europe. But, like, people are foregoing having a house, and they're spending all the money they would ordinarily have on a house by just souping up, like, some massive Dodge, you know, 13-passenger van or an old school bus or, you know. But there's a lot of more modern stuff where, like, they're newer cars they're doing this with. There was one I saw where people spent, like, $450,000 on theirs. 
you know, which, you know, is an expensive house. Don't get, but I mean, if that's what you're going to live in, I guess it makes sense if you're going to spend that. It's going to be expensive gas too. Am I wrong to think that sounds kind of fun? Like that, like that sounds kind of liberating. What are they doing? They just go wherever they want to. Like, I mean, they, but how do you live? Like, how do you afford it? Mostly it's people. That's a good question. Mostly it's people that, you know, can work remotely, you know, that can do their job from anywhere, which Mm -hmm. as we've seen over the last 18 months, a lot of companies are letting people do that because why wouldn't you, if you can, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not only is it, you know, better for everybody, but you can save a boatload of money on office space and, you know, everything else. So, but yeah, I mean, it's people like that for the most part and probably a lot of rich people who can just do it. But I mean, (laughs) like, that sounds really over good. overland. I'm not saying I want to do it today. What is this overlanding? Overland. I think that's what it's called. There was a New York Times piece about it. I I, did, I read about it for the first time last week. Just fascinated. <coughs> Sorry, I'm choking tonight. That is fascinating. Fascinated by it because I, I don't want to do it tomorrow. But man, that sounds kind of fun. Well, like just uh, wake up one day and like you know in in Colorado, be like you know I'm just going to go hit Vancouver for a couple of days. You know what, man. When I, my kids, I would love to do that when I was older, too. It sounds cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Just to, like, well, I'm not saying, like, 70s. I mean, like, you know, my late 40s, like, my early 50s. I would love to do and that. And let's be honest. It's really just a modern version of our grandparents getting an RV and retiring to travel the country. But, like, if you want to live in it, I Make it nice. It. I mean, if you've got, you got a work from, from if you got a remote work situation, you're making good money. Why not? That's what I'm saying. Living good. I mean, you might get more inspiration being able to travel different places. I, mean, just, I want to go to the beach one day and wake up. Let's let's go to New Orleans. You know, let's just anywhere. I mean, well, sounds, I mean, it ta- it's it's not like you can just transport there. I mean, you got to drive there too. Well, right. So. I mean, you could be a lot of hours on the road, but some people like that. Yeah, some people. Some do. people like like my brother loves that stuff. He got out of spring training one one, one year in Arizona. And just drove straight back to Virginia. Didn't stop. I, I would do that. I mean, just I, I, Mountain Dew the whole way. I, I love traveling. I can get on the long road hauls like that. My wife's terrible. No, I like being on the road, too. I like it. Now, I'm getting older now. I like to stop and take a nap when I can, but, you know, I'm kidding. I don't have to take a nap, but, you know, <laughs> you I like don't. to. It's, I, I get it, Kyle. <laughs> just don't do it behind the wheel. Don't do it behind the wheel. That's it. That's no, the only rule with napping. That makes sense to me. That yeah, makes sense to you'd me. Rather pr- we got to bounce. This was fun, man. I appreciate it. Always, baby, man. Appreciate it as always. 42 coming up. We actually do have some cool stuff that uh, we have been trying to do for a while. And uh, slowly but surely, it looks like here over the next couple of episodes, we're going to try. We're going to dabble in some stuff. It's be fun. So, Kyle, who wins Kentucky or South Carolina this weekend? That's that was I'm the most at. random question you possibly could have asked me at that moment. Who Why, wins? I mean, I have to say Kentucky. All right. Why? I just wonder. Maybe that's going to be my pick. Okay, now. but first of all, again, the the – the timing of that question has because I'm going to I'm going to Columbia for the weekend. Oh, you know what? I'm the idiot then because I forgot you're going to Columbia. This yeah, weekend. we're going to Columbia for this weekend, so I'm trying to decide which team. I I'm saw the press release come out today. I was it was a, I was in a commercial break and I saw the uh, the Twitter press release come out and it was like Laura Rutledge, Roman Harper, Marty Smith, Tim Tebow, Jordan Rogers, and they're going to Columbia. And I, so did they? Is, Why'd you say it in that voice, guys? That how it sounds when it comes out on official Twitter. Press release. That's <laughs> all. No, just a very official the, press release. That's your official press release voice. Well, you think I just had an agenda when I said the names? Uh, no, I, just, I thought it was funny. No, just a very official press release. That's all. It's very. Do they do it? Is it every Wednesday? Y'all um, announce it that late? No, usually before that. Because I usually just know from you where you're going, so I don't even bother. To right. Look. We we figure out like sun. Dude, normally if we can figure out that Saturday, like after the game that night, that'd be good. So then we can book for our next next flights. I bet that's going to be a, a good party because they're not good. South Carolina's not good. 
<laughs> but they're excited about Shane Beamer. They they're, are. They're going to be excited about you guys coming. So I bet that's going to – and that's what I told somebody on the show today, and I can't believe we're getting I, Dude, that. I mean, last time I was at South Carolina, I had a baby nine months later. So Oh. Oh, okay. Man. Okay. Uh, well, you know. Um, that won't be happening this time. I just I didn't want to pry. So I just wanted, <laughs> I was going to let you offer that information if you wanted to. But, uh, no, it's going to be a party. And I told somebody today, he was like – because I said I thought it could be a good game. And I think it was a Kentucky fan. He was like, what makes you think that's going to be a good game? And I was like, bro, I don't know. Kentucky should win. I know they're better. Like, but it's going to be a great crowd. And I knew you were going to be there. And I was like, and Luke Doty's going to play. So, you know, they, the crowd might carry him. You know, they might get an early strike or something and put a little pressure on Kentucky. But, like, he took it personally. Is Kentucky would, ranked? Kentucky should be ranked. I don't believe so. I can't believe they're not ranked. I don't believe they are. Um, I'd have to double check. But, uh, no, I don't believe they are. But, no, I mean, they're, they're 3-0, and right? Yeah, they're 3-0. Yeah, they're 3-0. and So, I mean, that, that much I do know. But, yeah, I think it – who are you going with? Are you just letting me make your pick for you? Maybe. <laughs> Did you really just let me make your pick? Maybe so, Kyle. <laughs> Look, I appreciate it. Just I, I've been watching them. I, I just got question marks on both teams. So. No, that uh, makes and sense. I, but Kentucky is a better team. Like, they should beat South Carolina. Well, and they, they've done – and here we But are. I would love to see how – I mean, Kentucky's defense is pretty good, too. It feels like they I've been talking so, about this forever. Really it feels like I've been talking about this forever because I probably have. But, you know, I think the one thing that I'm impressed most by is uh, a fan of a team that lost to Kentucky in the Belk Bowl the year before last um, is that they have shown a lot of patience with Mark Stoops. I mean, they, they have yeah. – they invested and uh, they, they stuck with him, you know, through some – some bad losses and a couple bad seasons, but uh, you know they knew they had to make some investments in the program, and uh, they were they made an investment in him. So yeah, they're unranked. They're three and zero. That's what I thought. I just want to double check, but no, they're good. Um, they they've become a much more solid program, and I mean look, they've beaten what you, uh, Louisiana Monroe. They beat Mizzou thirty five twenty eight. They beat T, uh, UT Chattanooga twenty eight twenty three. So I mean the Chattanooga game, I don't know. I, I didn't watch it, but I, I right. think Kentucky could be pretty good. I'm with you on that. Kyle. I think, yeah, Kentucky's got to win the game, but that could be – I think y'all are going to have a lot of fun. Stay away from the loose cockaboos. Okay. I have no idea. Just stay away that. from five points. Okay. Probably going to keep you out of trouble if you do that. Okay, cool. I um, you, I heard I'm supposed to go to the village or the village idiot for pizza. Oh, I – My uh, girl Lane said that. So, I, I, haven't, I haven't gone out out there in a while, but, you know, just generally speaking – I'm gonna go get some pizza. I don't. I don't know what's there anymore. I mean, it's long. It's been so long since I actually had fun in Colombia, uh, and I don't mean that, dude. First of all, COVID's still real. I ain't. I ain't gonna be hanging out in <laughs> South Carolina. Tripping. All right. Well, on that note, you have fun in <laughs> Colombia. I'm going home. We will talk to you episode 42 coming up, and uh, I guess go Wildcats. We'll talk to you next time for Roman Harper. I'm Kyle Bailey. Work hard. Be nice to each other. <laughs>